Hello, hi, it's Tessa, back for another episode of the Pep Steps podcast. I'm still getting used to doing an intro or something, this is all very new to me, but on this episode, I'm going to talk about my fitness journey and how I came to be a certified personal trainer and kind of the motive behind Pep Steps. If the audio sounds choppy in between sentences or sections of the story, it's because it is. This is a little bit more personal for me, so I'm trying to record this in segments. So one, it's not emotionally overwhelming for me, but two, I can adequately describe and explain what I've been through and make sure that it is worth sharing. So it began in high school. My freshman year, I was on varsity cross country. I ran the full season. And then afterwards, when we were going into off season in the winter, I had an IT band injury. So I had to work out apart from the team in the athletic training room, which is basically just being on a stationary bicycle, which I hated at the time, mostly because I'm short and I couldn't reach the pedals. But I didn't like it. I, I liked being competitive and I liked just actually running and doing what I want to do. So at a certain point, I remember my coach calling me into his office to talk about the upcoming track season. And I don't remember exactly what he said, and I don't want to put words into his mouth, but I do remember him basically saying that my body composition wasn't enough. Like I needed to get in better shape in order to be successful in track. And as a 15-year-old, I did not like hearing that. As a 25-year-old, I don't like hearing that. But I reactively quit the team. And I went to go join band because one, I needed a fine arts credit, but also I had more time for it since I wasn't totally consumed with running. So my sophomore year, I did marching band that summer going into the fall. And that was whenever I started, I guess, develop. And I did not have good eating habits. I didn't have any exercise habits. So I was kind of just becoming someone that I wasn't used to, like a version of myself physically. And I don't remember when sophomore year, but I do remember my boyfriend at the time, his mom grabbed my stomach fat and asked me, where did this come from? Like, how did you get so big? And she didn't say it in English because she spoke Spanish, but I'm almost grateful that she said it the way she did, because if if I'd heard it in English, it would have actually traumatized me. This only just mildly traumatized me. (laughs) It's not funny. Um, But... I didn't realize how much that affected me until years later, but it did do something in that moment where I knew I needed to make a change or I wanted to make a change. And so my dad was doing Tap Out XT at the time. He had like a garage gym set up and I asked him, I said, hey, do you think I can kind of just try it out and see what it's all about? Because he was doing it very consistently and it inspired me. So whenever I would come home from school and he would come home for work, we would we would open the garage door, we'd put the Tap Out XT on and just sweat, and it was a good time. And then at that same time, I started to run again because I decided I wanted to come back to running, and I thought it was time for me to get back in the sport because it provided me a healthy environment of competition, and I like routine, I like consistency, and that's what it gave me. So I worked hard that summer to get back into shape and to get ready for the team, So I ran track and cross country my junior year. Looking back on my exercise habits, I don't remember anything being restrictive or obsessive. I was just being my normal competitive self. And then the summer going into my senior year, so summer of 2014, was the start of a downfall, I would say. 
I went on a class trip to Europe with my parents and thinking back, it's just so sad because I was so afraid of not being in control of what I ate or how I could exercise. I remember packing Special K protein bars and peanut butter cups, like the, the, not Reese's, the GIF to go's because I had no idea if I could find the accurate caloric information of stuff in Europe. And the reason I specify this is because I was obsessed with my fitness pal at the time and it's just my fitness pal is so toxic if it's if you're going to go by what it gives you. You need more than 1200 calories a day. I'm not going to get into this right now because this is about fitness and not food. Um but I was obsessed with the number that it gave me as a 17-year-old and in Europe there were times whenever we would go on walking tours of castles or coliseums and I would just do laps around the garden, do laps around the arena to get extra movement in because I felt so bad about not being able to go on an elliptical machine or a treadmill and I remember looking at pictures and at that time thinking that I wasn't small enough or that I needed to do something more and it's just really sad because I've wasted so many years thinking that so finally we're in August of 2014 I'm a senior in high school I have my annual psychiatry checkup and I'm explaining this all to her telling her how I think I'm being healthy. I'm finally exercising. I feel like my anxiety is under control. And she just kind of was taking in what I was telling her. And she's very blunt. She goes, I think you have a problem. I think you have an eating disorder that's not specified because you're not engaging in purging or starvation behaviors, but you are not eating enough and you are over-exercising. And if anything, this is contributing to your anxiety and your OCD because you desire control in pretty much everything. So she recommended that I go to an outpatient eating disorder treatment center four days out of the week after school. So that started, I think, like a couple of weeks into school. I remember having to quit cross-country and track because it wasn't healthy for my mind's my mindset at the time and this is a side note but all those girls spread a rumor about me that I was so petty that the freshmen were faster than me and it's like no if only you knew what I was actually going through so this is a reminder to be kind to everybody because you have no idea what they are going through. I start going to this eating disorder treatment center every day after school Monday through Thursday for it felt like forever, but I think it would maybe have been two months. I truly don't have an accurate timeline for that. But essentially, I was healing my body mentally and physically. I was relearning how to eat an adequate amount and how not to push myself past physical limits. And of course, that in turn changes my body's composition. And I think I didn't have any problems about it like how I used to, like I would have in my sophomore year. So... I kind of normalized my body and my habits until I started working at a Mexican restaurant, which is extremely fast paced and busy. And I wouldn't, there were times whenever I would just be moving nonstop and then I wouldn't eat enough, which wasn't intentional. None of that at the time was intentional. I wasn't secretly like trying to engage in old behaviors. That's just the way that life had happened. Then I started going to a lot of concerts and shows and festivals and I started moving a lot. I started dancing a lot. That kind of got me back into a groove of, I guess, healthy movement of sorts. And then I started working at a very bougie fitness club 
it's called lifetime fitness and so i had i had a free membership which was nice and i just started to do the stairmaster all the time because i never had access to one and i thought it was the coolest thing ever so i did that a lot and then i think at some point when i started to do that i started to fall back into habits but not intentionally just I guess I might have felt out of control at the time because I just graduated high school. I was about to go off to college. I've never been away from home. All of that kind of stuff. On to college. Wow. Freshman year, once again, big life changes, living in a dorm with a random roommate. I obviously felt extremely out of control of my situation. And the only thing that I do know how to control is how I move. So I started to run a lot. I had no regard for my physical safety because I would run at night because I felt safe on the campus. I mean, it was, it's Texas A&M and then I would do push-ups outside of my dorm. And then that just fed into a restricting cycle again with food. And I didn't know what to do. I just kind of fell victim to my cycle again until, sorry, mom and dad, I started smoking weed. Um, which was a blessing in disguise at the time. I love y'all. I started to eat whatever I wanted and I didn't care. I didn't think about it because I just got really hungry. So it kind of broke that restricting cycle. However, because I started to do that, not all the time. Okay. At the time it was not all the time. I would say sophomore year, it got a little bit worse because I developed depression. I didn't have a desire to exercise. I was part of a student organization and I made friends through it. I have some of those friends still to this day, but I couldn't help but compare myself to all of the girls there. I thought that they were prettier than me. I thought they were skinnier than me, that they were more sociable, that they had more friends. And it I was really hard on myself. And I think that I was in my own way of letting myself accept myself I guess that's kind of excessive but that's how I felt sophomore year was just really hard because you're not quite halfway done with school it's just a drag the classes get slightly harder you have to truly time manage and take care of yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you so I think second semester was whenever it started to get a lot worse I remember my mom and my grandma coming to surprise me and clean my room and stay with me until I started to feel a little bit better um but definitely sophomore year resembled a lot of my sophomore year in high school because I was heavier I stopped caring about what I ate I stopped caring about how I moved and then just I remember a certain point I was projecting a lot of my insecurities and my anger onto other people and I knew that I had to make a change so going into my junior year I decided to get back in shape I had moved closer to campus, so I thought in my head, I can go to the rec more. They just finished renovating it. I can clean up my eating habits, but careful, Tessa, because you do have this history. You need to be very mindful about how you go about that, and I think at the time, I was pretty, I was, I was, I was average. I didn't overdo it. I didn't underdo it. I was finally in a groove, so to speak. I felt like I finally had a healthy handle on getting back on track with my health and fitness until I found myself in a very tumultuous relationship. It led me to source my worth and how I looked. I thought that if I was small enough or skinny enough that I would be enough. 
that I would not get cheated on, that I was worthy of someone's full attention and not having to fight for an ounce of attention. Since I didn't know how to deal with that mental and emotional stress instead of leaving it like any normal person would, I decided to revert back to my coping mechanisms, which was exercising too much all the time. So I started running a lot. I went to, I went to nine round, which is like a circuit kickbox class for 30 minutes. And I knew in my bones that it was not healthy, that I should figure out a different way to deal with this situation. But I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. And I wish I could give that version of Tessa a hug because damn, she survived. But I did start to exercise more as a way to feel like I was in control. That behavior followed me through my senior year of college. I excluded myself from the friends that I did have out of fear that something bad would happen behind my back. I spent less time with my family out of that same fear and a lot of it got internalized. To this day, my body is still unlearning those physiological processes and mental patterns that come with a certain type of fear and I like resistance training so much because it makes me feel like I can conquer that and it makes me feel like I am so much more than my mind like I am in control of how I choose to respond to situations and how I choose to think and while it was hard at the time I'm extremely proud of how I've come out of it and how I've grown Um, but at the time whenever I was in those behaviors I started night eating a lot and I'm gonna elaborate on my night eating a little bit because it does feed into an exercise behavior that I developed um, in the middle of the pandemic but I had struggled with night eating for years it just started getting really intense because I was really stressed and I tried to talk to my psychiatrist and my therapist about it they didn't know what to do my psychiatrist had no idea what to do so she just gave me vivans because I guess she thought it would distract me from the problem and boy did it not it made me super talkative it suppressed my appetite it gave me false energy like my body needed food but because it suppressed my appetite I didn't eat and whenever I'd have a lunch break I would go on a long run and I would do body weight exercise and then take a shower, go back to work as if it was nothing like that is insane. And I cannot believe that she prescribed me that. That is, it truly blows my mind and I don't like her. We're not going to talk about her anymore. (laughs) But once I finally kind of realized that that's not the best way to do things, I stopped taking it and I found the Sculpt You, which is a app now founded by Katrina her handle on Instagram is college clean eating and it's an extremely affordable monthly program where she gives you all the workouts the resistance training workouts up front in the week and you just kind of decide what to do so in July I started to do that and I didn't know at the time that you had to take rest days I was just oblivious because I've never done weight training and I abused my newbie gains because I was all about quantity not quality which led to a wrist injury that I'm still recovering from, but it's okay. We're all okay. Despite the injury, there was this stupid fad of a trend called 75 hard, and I do not recommend it. It is unsustainable unless you are just, unless you think you're built different and you can handle it, go for it, but I'm not going to endorse it. 
basically you read 10 pages of a book a day, you drink a gallon of water a day, progress pictures every day, follow some type of diet, which in my head, I was just trying to repair my relationship with food and eat whatever the heck I wanted. And then you had to do two 45 minute workouts a day and they could be non-consecutive. So I decided to start walking. One of my my uh, workouts would be like a morning walk and and I truly love those walks. I still walk whenever I can because it just reminded me that something so simple can be so soothing and so therapeutic. But the premise is you do all this stuff every day for 75 days. So if I did resistance training every day without giving myself a break, my body is not going to react well. So I think I made it to like day 38 or something. And I said, this is, this is not for me. I need to recover. So I quit the program and I started just doing some of the sculpt you workouts until I found Tana again and I decided to ask about personal training sessions. I got in contact with her and she trained me for over a year. Maybe was it was it two no it was just one year. Um shout out Tana. She's in Michigan. Her handle is Tana Yarbrough Y A R B R O U G H Lifts. Tana Yarbrough Lifts. She's awesome. She helped me view myself in the way that I lift heavy things forever feeling strong over looking strong like listening to your body about how you feel and paying attention to the small things like how much sleep you're getting are you drinking enough water and just feeling powerful and feeling like you are allowed to take up space I never really knew that feeling before 2021 was exceptionally difficult for me because I didn't get to see my family for the holidays since I was working in a hospital and the COVID cases were rising. I just lost a really good friend of mine and my wrists were giving me a lot of trouble. I went to the doctor and they gave me steroid shots, but those really didn't help at all. And so I felt alone. I felt resigned to my place in life and it was a really dark period until I met Zach. So whenever we met, Zach lived in a different state. So we were doing the whole long distance thing for a while, which meant that between my 12-hour shifts and flying to go see him, I had to schedule a workout in for myself. Whether that meant waking up at 4.45 in the morning and going to the gym before my 12-hour shift or going on walks or working out whenever he was at work when I'd be visiting him, I had to make sure that it happened because I wanted to choose myself for once and prioritize my health in a way that was balanced and consistent and not harmful which is something that I didn't really know how to do until late 2020 because I met Tana and I became aware of there's there's another way to live life than the way that I have been living using everything that I've learned up until this point whether it be from Tana or the sculpture or just things like eureka moments that I've had. They've helped me with my new chapter with Zach. And we were kind of getting into our own routine. And then Hurricane Ida happened. And that displaced us for a couple of weeks. Which was extremely stressful. Because your body's just in survival mode. And you don't have the energy to do anything beyond making it to the next day. And that was a hard lesson. And pausing and slowing down. And not feeling obligated to move. So... Once we got back from that and we were able to settle back into our home, we were very lucky we didn't have any damage, but we were both able to figure out how we want to encourage each other to both move in a 
wholesome way. When I say wholesome, I just mean like doing exercise and eating healthy for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. And I I specify that because we're both very similar. We both have very addictive personalities and we can both easily swing on either end of the pendulum where we're doing too much or we're not doing enough. And we both call each other out if one of us is swinging towards the other way. Um, But it's been an adjustment and while 2021 has been the best year of my life, it's also been the year of the most growth and with growth comes growing pains and patience and kindness and it's all things that I'm learning how to finally incorporate into my life as a 25 year old. So now I'm trying to make it all about how is this, how are my habits going to allow me to live a healthy lifestyle and to be strong for those around me and for future me and my future family. Here and now in this current moment in 2022, I still struggle with balance. I still struggle with making time for work and myself and house chores and keeping up with my friends. It's it's hard. It's a process, especially when your work schedule changes and your energy varies from day to day. I do my best to listen to my body as far as if I have enough energy for something, I won't force myself to go do an intense leg day or I won't force myself to go do an all-out sprint of a cycling class. It's a lot easier said than done. (laughs) I'm still getting used to it, but I've learned to do what feels good. I have a friend that recently showed me Legree, which is a, a megaformer machine. It's kind of like Pilates, but a little bit more intense. And once I did a class there, I wanted to come back to New Orleans and find somewhere that offers that. And I stumbled across a fitness boutique, which offers a variety of classes. And it is beyond me that I have fallen in love with cycling. I've never been a type to take group fitness classes. I liked the impact and the outdoorsiness of running, but cycling is just so much fun. It might be because of the the ambiance of the lights and the energy and the instructor and the music, but it's a good old time. And my favorite instructor, his name is Micah. He posts all of his playlists on Spotify. So if there's ever a time where I don't feel like going out to the studio or I ran out of classes, I can easily just pull it up and kind of freestyle it at home since I bought myself a Schwinn IC4 bike. We all fancy now. I've learned that it's very important for me to find something that I genuinely enjoy doing because if it is something that I'm not about, I'm not going to put myself in a position to force myself to do something because then that kind of feeds into an automatic thought process of an obligation to do this thing even though I don't want to and it's a very slippery slope uh, for myself personally. So now that I've kind of spent some time away from free weights, I'm slowly getting back into lifting heavier at the gym. I feel better than ever. It's helped with my sleep, besides the fact that the cats come in and meow and cuddle. I love them, but please let your mom sleep. (laughs) Um, Last thing I'll say about where I'm currently at with my fitness journey is I still do suffer from anxiety. I recently just had a really intense uh, spell of, I guess, depression this past month, and there were days where I had no energy to do anything besides go to work and sit on the couch afterwards and that's okay I think that if I had forced myself to do anything too strenuous it would have hurt me rather than helped me and I'm proud that I was able to kind of 
recognize that. And while it was difficult in the moment because I wanted to, I wanted to, my instinct is to do the thing. It's to, oh, I have to move. I have to get moving. I have to do this because I need to look a certain way. Like I still struggle with that stuff. It is so deeply ingrained in my mind. I'm ashamed that it's been nine years since I've been dealing with this and it's gotten better. It certainly has gotten better and it's the best it's been, but that voice in my head is still there. And sometimes I try to talk to it. Sometimes we have nice conversations, but sometimes I have to tell her to shut the heck up. I said in the beginning of this episode that I wanted to tie my fitness journey into how I decided to become a personal trainer. And it really just stems from my experience with all of this and how I wish I had someone like me currently to guide me through all of it. How I wish I had someone to show me the grace and kindness and patience that I'm still learning to give myself right now. And once I started resistance training, it became more of a a louder voice in my head that this is something you can do and this is something that you genuinely genuinely could be good at and for the longest time I didn't believe in myself and that's kind of why I shut this idea down for so long but I was so bored with my job whenever I moved here and I needed to learn something so I signed up for it I did it we're certified and we're here with the pep steps program so another reason I wanted to become a personal trainer this is not a flowing stream of thought I apologize but accountability is such a big thing for anybody I encourage you to find a support system of any kind whether it's a partner your best friends siblings cousins family whomever it is so important to have people on your side and if you don't have anybody on your side I am on your side just message me I will listen to you I will guide you and be there for you because I just wish I had someone like that for myself when I was younger I think that if you are interested in my personal training services, a big thing that I am looking forward to doing are checking in with my clients and and a holistic approach of not just the weights, but your lifestyle and habits. And I will work with you with your schedule because I have a history of varied work schedules that I want you to be able to, to reach your goals and face these obstacles 2021 really brought me back to myself and it made me believe in myself again and I attribute a lot of it to Zach and I know he would say it was all me but having him in my life and by my side just inspires me every day to keep reaching towards my goals and he was a very positive voice and light in the moments where I was doubting myself throughout this entire process and because we met in a very happenstance type of way, it reminds me that anything is possible at all if you truly want to do something. I was wanting to incorporate a segment about balance on this episode. I think I'm going to save it for a different one, though, because this is nearing the 30-minute mark, and I don't want to make this incredibly long. So I'm just going to end it with a couple of pep tips. Tip number one, find a way to move that makes you happy that can be walking with your dog weightlifting your treadmills some fitness classes what have you just find something that you enjoy to do and do it 
sometimes people need that extra kick and to do something they don't particularly enjoy, but it helps them in a bigger picture with the goal, such as like training for a half marathon or something, but just do find something you love. That can even be dancing to 2000s R&B in your kitchen because Zach and I do that all the time. Just just get in touch with that childlike spirit in you and honor it and do something to make it happy. Tip number two, in the same vein of exercise, figure out if you're a morning exerciser or an evening one. It really makes a difference in how it sets the tone for your day, but also where your energy levels lie. Personally, I'm a morning one, but because of my schedule, I have had to become an afternoon one. And also consider if you're more of a solo go-getter or if you need that group fitness dynamic to keep you going and to keep you accountable. It really can alter the way that you proceed in your enjoyment of the activity. And then tip number three is make sure that you are drinking your water and eating enough to optimize your workout. If you're not eating enough, you may feel sluggish, You may your form may be compromised, eat a little sweet treat or a little snack before you go, don't stuff yourself because we don't want you to throw up, but uh, <laughs> just, just make sure you're eating enough, okay? I'm not going to go into specific numbers because that's not in my scope, but take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode and my fitness journey. I truly appreciate it. And it's, if this helps anybody, then it makes me happy. But if you feel so compelled to tell me about your story and what you've gone through, feel free to contact me and let me know. Also, if you're interested in personal training services, go to pepsteps.net and go to the contact us button. Click carpe diem because we're going to seize the day and figure out what your goals are so we can reach them together. I'll see you on the next episode.